knows nothing can understand nothing. Plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger. Good tidings, everybody, and welcome to the Ansem Report podcast, the longest-running Kingdom Hearts podcast in the world. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is Jason, my little brother. Hi, Jason. Hello. And this is episode 102, the episode that will go down in infamy. Oh, no. As having the definitive Jason interview. Oh, my God. Later this episode. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am interviewing my own brother for the first time ever. Hopefully, he won't be mad. Using questions provided by you. I'm pointing at a camera that you guys can't see. You. But you. Yeah, you. Before we get to that, though, Jason, a little bit, a little bit, a couple things we got to talk about. Oh, thank God, dude. I was nervous. I know, I know. It's pretty early just to, <laughs> just to go right with an interview. Me, dude, that, nervous? Just that'd be kidding, pretty dude. wild. <laughs> First of all, a, a collective of people within the Kingdom Hearts community have come together to announce an event called March Caprice, a celebration of Kingdom Hearts. Ooh. Okay. And basically... I like to celebrate Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I'm going to read our, our good friend Orpheus Joshua's uh, news article from KH13. This is, this is his words, not mine. It's been a rough year. Due to a pandemic plaguing the world, countries have closed. Travel has been restricted and conventions and other large gatherings have been canceled. People have been largely isolated, spending too much of their time at home, rarely, if at all, leaving for entertainment or recreation and rarely leaving to gather with friends. We want to help to deal with these unforeseen circumstances. Today, we announce the first ever March Caprice, a celebration of Kingdom Hearts event. This is a virtual gathering of fans of the Kingdom Hearts series that will showcase the talents, passions, and projects of the Kingdom Hearts community. We want to provide this virtual gathering as an opportunity to have the community come together to celebrate each other and our work, to enjoy each other's company, and to celebrate the anniversary of our beloved Kingdom Hearts series. Anyone can participate and show off any kind of content, from video streams and discussions to artwork, from music performances to game mods. This also provides an opportunity to support those who invest so much of their time and effort into so many incredible projects and who sometimes rely on conventions and gatherings to sell those creations to support themselves. The event, the event is being organized by a group of members of the community, namely Aquaberry from KH13, Bioroxis. I, I like I'm, him. If I'm pronouncing cool. any of these names wrong too, I apologize. Yeah, it might be Bioroxis. Uh, it might be Bioroxis. Cheney from the Kingdom Hearts database, Churro, Danielle Karthhauser from Level Story, David Russell from Green Requiem, Hawk on Hawk from KH13, Keyblade Spymaster from Kingdom Hearts Database, Kim Chu, KH Graphic Art Community, Keynote from Sound Ideas, Orpheus Joshua from KH13.com, and oh, yeah. Regular Pat, the newest uh, YouTuber, small YouTuber on the rise or whatever that thing's called. Mm. That was Regular Pat recently. Congrats to Regular Pat. Don't know him. Seems like a nice guy. So how do you get involved? If you're a content creator, sign up using this form and tell us what you want to show off. This could be participating in our video live stream of content during the event, either with a video game stream or a discussion video. Regardless of whether you produce your content on YouTube or Twitch, you can join the stream. Or you can participate by showing off your Kingdom Hearts-inspired artwork or merchandise. We'll be hosting a complete gallery of art and merch stores for anyone who wishes to be promoted in this event. And regardless of whether you consider yourself a content creator, mark the date and spread the word. March Caprice will be happening March 27th, 2021. Bring your friends and join this incredible incredible collaboration with the community. Celebrate Kingdom Hearts series. You can learn more about March Caprice and contact us on our website. They do have a website. You can go, you can go fill out a form. If you're a content creator and you want to get involved with this, that sounds like a cool idea. 
Hell yeah. Maybe we'll get involved. I don't know. We might be too Crete in this. We might be. We might be. We are on. Denial. This. We're going to get a denial email and it's just going to say too Cretinous. It's going to. It just. It, they're going to say, we're going to deny your application and it's just going to link episode 69. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to go. Or any Twitch stream we've ever done. Yeah. It's going to. It's going to link when BioRoxis raided us during the 100th episode. Yeah. That exact moment. Yeah. Maybe, but maybe. I, I think I think we're on the fringes of the Kingdom Hearts community. We're like, we're fringe people. <laughs> we're on the fringe we're of society. <laughs> we're like homeless. Mm. But we'll see. Anyway, you guys should check that out. It sounds awesome. Shout out to OJ. He's a good dude. And Byra. All those people. I don't know all of them, but I'm There's sure a lot of all poggers very nice. people on the list. A lot of, lot of poggers people. <laughs> Also, I, I, I have to mention this, even though I, we didn't plan anything for it, because we clearly planned the, the definitive Jason interview for this episode. But uh, this week marks the second anniversary of Kingdom Hearts 3. Wow. So it's a game I like very much. We're still playing it. And we're still playing it. So uh, happy happy birthday, Kingdom Hearts 3. Happy I don't know birthday. If, I don't know if celebrating a second birthday is something like... It's a terrible twos. It's, it's not something you usually do with a video game. Like, oh, two years. Wow, okay. Yeah. Celebration. Maybe at five years. Yeah. We'll hit it up. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I got like this one hair from my mustache. It's just going right down into my, tell it to my stop. mouth. I'm trying to tell it to stop. Brand new phone game, Mr. Nomura. Download blue stacks and grind on your computer. Make some new friends, they all have big keys. They'll all be dead by the time we reach chapter three. Dark Road, take me home. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dark Road time. Some big, big updates to Dark Road this week, oh, Jason. Oh my god! Nothing story wise. Don't get your oh. don't get your hopes up. Oh, you however, there was going to be story in the Dark Road game. <laughs> there is a new card, and it's actually a kind of Poggers card. It is the Master Zaynort card. Ooh. He does Fiagra or Fiarga. And he's doing the eyebrow say. thing. And he's doing the. Mm. And it's a base power of fifty. <laughs> That's and pretty good. Plus ten power of a hundred. That's a strong fire attack. And then the sub ability, uh, he puts your magic up two points for 10 seconds. So that's pretty cool. Kind that's of a pretty good. That's card. pretty good. Um, there's also a jewel sale. I don't care. But the biggest update is what they're calling a new PVE event. And I don't really understand why it's called. Like, what makes this more PVE than what Dark Road already is? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no PVP period. Right. So why does it need to be called PVE? Uh, but it's held from the 25th to the 7th of February. And you go to Skalid Kayum and defeat enemies to reach the highest floor, get draw card tickets, and more achievements as ranking rewards. It's pretty cool. It does give you a lot of rewards. That's good. And then it gives you rewards at the end based on your ranking. Mm. Charms cannot be used when you're defeated. You resume from whatever floor you're defeated on. And if multiple players reach the same floor, rankings will be organized on who got there first. Mm. So whoever beat it first is number one, and they will always be number one. Wow. In this In this event. I'm assuming they're going to do multiple events like this. This one was based on water enemies, so you got to bring a lot of fire. Wow. It's pretty tough. 
Um, but not that tough. I got to level 97 auto battling. Wow. Okay. But I have a pretty stacked deck. I'm level 49. And I, if I look at the rankings, I'm level 99 now. I'm, I just got to beat floor 100 and I can't hmm. do it. I, I need a power spike. Yeah. But of, of the people at floor 99, I am the lowest level by far. Actually, there's another guy at level 49. Good for you, Alex. But you see here, HMK, that's me. <laughs> HMK as in HMKAY. I'm level I'm 99. I'm ranked 2548th. I know people that played it right away or not know people. I've heard of people that played it right away and got rank 100 something. Wow. And they beat it right away and they that's what they got. That's nuts. So it, it's pretty pretty cutthroat. You get rewards based on where you end up. So like for example, if you're if you're top 10, you get 10 draw tickets, a shit ton of BP, and 500 rainbow points. That's actually kind of shit. 11 through 100, <laughs> you get more. I mean, it's like, better than what we've been getting, to, to be, be To be, okay, yeah, that's fair. But also, like, you're the, in the top 10 in the fucking world to complete this shit. Mm-hmm. And they go, hey, bro, here's like a, here's a free draw on me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't but know. But they also give you. Do um, you need that? No. They give you, they give you're you draw tickets. The world. Out, they give you stuff on the way, too. Oh, that's good. So it's a little better than you think. You also get for going to level one hundred. You get quite a few ge- or jewels and some drops. So those are like well. regardless, regardless of, of your of ranking. Rank. Yeah. Okay, you just got to beat floor one hundred. Just like 100. clear. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Which uh, we'll it'll, I'll let you guys know next week if I was able to defeat floor one hundred. Oh snap! But I will say it did get me to play Dark Road more again, for better or worse. That, that I means think, I think it's a good event. I think it needs some tweaking. I think the ranking needs some tweaking specifically, but I think I think it's a good start. Mm. That being said. I got 8,000. Uh, I, I used all my tickets I got because I'm trying. I was trying to power up my right, deck. Right, right, right. You're trying to get to because 100. I'm trying to get to 100. I, I get a couple good cards, but nothing crazy. But I did save my jewels for today. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. I, I want to jewel it up. So we can do two pulls, I believe. I have 8,810 jewels. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm hoping for that Master Xehanort because he's actually very useful in this... Uh, like he would just push you over over the limit. I think he would because his his fire is pretty strong. Plus the magic plus two. Yes, yes. So let's do our first draw. Here we go, ladies Come and on. gentlemen. Master Zayanort, Master fucking Zayanort. No blue booze. Okay, I got Hades. Ugh. I got well, he, that, Hades oh, wait, doesn't help because yeah. he takes half your health. Yeah, he's kind of scuffed. Who the fuck decided to make that card? So I got Hades. I got Key Art Three. I got Neo Shadows, and then the rest is all Rainbow. Key points. Art Three. That's kind of good. Yeah, but not for this. It, it's right, a win. Just like good in general. Yeah, it's good though. in general. It's it's plus one now, so that's good. It that's was a pretty, shiny when it popped up, so that's pretty good. All right, one last draw, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. What is Daddy gonna get today? Oh no! Wait, did I get Key Art Three again? <laughs> what? What the fuck? So I got Donald, Shell Donald, not Thunder Donald. Mm. But he's plus 10 now. So now he'll be rainbow points if I get him again. Okay. And then I got Key Art 3 again. Wow. And the rest is all rainbow points. Okay, that's not bad. I'm not even mad. I don't know. I wanted a little more than that. I wanted something that would help me push over the edge here. How do you you know Key Art 3 won't help you, dude? Because it's wind. Like, literally, these things only take damage from fire magic. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty lame. It is. It is. Um, Especially uh, because it's, like, literally just completely RNG on whether you can get fire. Both 
actually in the battle, even if you have a bunch of fire, it's still RNG. Well, and then you kind of stack your deck to be based on fire. Right, but it's still RNG whether or not it pops up. And then it's RNG whether or not you can even get the cards. It's not RNG of whether it pops up. All your cards pop up in one round. Right, right. No, I get that. But like it's RNG whether or not like like when it pops up, it's completely RNG. I have enough fire cards where I pretty much have a fire card every Mm. round. Hmm. Because I have, like, that RNG, I get there's RNG there, but you're making a bigger deal out of it than I think exists. Mm. Because I have Mushu, I have um, Yuna. Yuna's Fire? Yeah, remember we talked about it and we were like, that's weird. Mm. I have Ansem, I have Sephiroth, I have uh, Red Nocturne. I have Fiagra, which is Key Art 6. I have Pete. I have Axel. I have uh, Zexion. What the fuck? <laughs> Why is there so many fire cards? Because fire, because there's only fire, at water, and wind, and then like light and dark. Is there? Isn't there ice? Ice is water in this game. Oh yeah, it's just water. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I have quite a few fire cards, and then then if I'm not using a fire card, I'm using a healing card. Okay. Okay. So that's it. Kind of. It very rarely do I have to use a card that's not fire or not. Hmm. not healing anyway that's it for dark road this week hope you guys uh i seen a lot of people sharing their tips in the discord on how to get through the tower that's pretty hypers uh keep doing that keep being even though this game's kind of shit if we stick together we can get through it together <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna be there yeah, thank jason you. will not be there <laughs> thank you very much now, we're going to switch things up this week. We're going to do the question of the week right fucking now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because I want to save Jason's interview for last. Oh, my God. This week's question of the week, Jason. Which is your favorite Kingdom Hearts opening cinematic and why? From Orpheus Joshua. Okay. So starting us off, we have Tyler Tyler Rims, and he says, Cage 3. The contextualization of the entire series that shows the influence of Xehanor over all of it and ends on what's to come. Also, people sleep on Face My Fears. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100% agree. 100% agree. Bears for the win 25 says, I think Dream Drop Distance has the best opening cinematic because it does a good job of doing a recap. It does a good job of looking stunning and sounding stunning with the instrumental version of Simple and Clean, which is amazing. DDD is a very good opening movie. It is. It's probably the best part of that game, to be honest. Yeah, either that or the end of the game when it's over. Constance says the cage 2 one because it's both the best visually and because I had no idea what I was watching having not played common 2006 so I treasure that initial confusion thank you Constance okay okay cage 2 here's the thing there's very few of these opening movies that I can say this is a bad answer mm. that's why it's an interesting topic you know yeah because they're all pretty good zombie man 42 the undead man who always hosts us and we love him for it says, <laughs> definitely cage three i love it going through every game and the people of the games where they're taking on the darkness also face my fears is an absolute bop my second fave would definitely be cage two then third would be three five eight over two's intro because i love the recap of all the organization 13 members Ooh, that's a that's a good one that's that good. a good one it's true elks assembled alternatively says Kingdom Hearts 3's opening is so fucking good. The music is so different, but at the same time, it's not. That makes sense, right? And it's so hype, intense, yeah, and yeah. emotional, as a KH opening should be. 
The visuals are so fucking beautiful too. Like Tatsu said in his top 10 openings video, weird plug, a lot of the scenes could be used Hashtag as really cool Adam. wallpapers. And that's what I did, LMAO. The way it recaps the series, especially since this was the big game everyone was waiting for, was awesome. Especially with the really cool trans transitions from Xehanort playing chess by himself, for some reason, to some of the iconic moments in the series, but on steroids! Absolute masterpiece. Thank oh, yeah. you, Alks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Phil Games says, Oh dang, this is a difficult one. I definitely know that my top three are KH2, DDD, and KH3, but the order of them change every time I watch them. At the moment, I think I can narrow it down to KH2 and 3, but I love them both so much I don't think I can decide. They both have spectacular spectacular planning, direction, editing, animation, etc., and do a phenomenal job of symbolically summarizing how we got to that point in the series and where it's about to go. Plus, the songs behind them are both great, although I admit I don't think I would actually be able to appreciate the songs if they weren't paired with these amazing openings. They're just not really my style, but that's besides the point. Hmm. That's... That's, That's an interesting take. Yeah, yeah. But the take I usually hear and the take I have is I I would listen to these songs without Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, pops. yeah, yeah. That That is that is a, a cool point of view where you're like, you know, you wouldn't like it if it wasn't associated with something else. Are you saying like, that I'm like, itself. are you saying that I'm lying? No, no. That, that, that whoever answered, I don't remember who answered. It was Phil Games. Yeah. The, the fact that Phil Games is like, yo, this is a fucking bop, but like. I understand that if I heard this song like by itself without any of this attachment, I wouldn't like the song. Fair enough. That's cool. Jason respects you, Phil Games. That's cool. Respect. Zarek Zool says the 2.8 Dream Drop Distance still stands as my favorite opener. Beautifully animated recap of the series to that point, culminating with all our trios coming together at the end that really hinted toward story's progression in 3, all while you had the beautiful instrumental of Simple and Clean with Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey directing. Gets me pumped every time. I will also say KH3 is a very close second for me. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Kyrie's Bro says, Kingdom Hearts 1's opening has to be my favorite. There's something very iconic about it now, and images from it are often repeated in other games. Yeah. Simple and Clean is also such a high emotion song for me. Always gives me the chills. True. Lost Constance says, The first KH for sure. I can still remember putting that game in my PS2 and seeing that opening video. I knew right then I was going to love this game. From then on, this has definitely been my favorite game series ever. These are the only games I can play through more than once. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The play... The... the when you get the... When it does the PlayStation... Mm -hmm. And then you hear the, the the opening of like the menus. So good, dude. Yep. Agreed. So good. I escape says question of the week. Switching it up a little bit. <laughs> this one is extremely tough because of KH123 and DDD have my favorite openings. Honorable mention would be BBS and 0.2 if I had to choose one. I think it would have to be KH2 with 3 and DDD right behind it neck and neck. Mm. I chose 2. Sorry. Weird phone call in the middle of this. I chose two because the extreme nostalgia of seeing all the teasers IGN and Cage Insider dropped back in the day from seeing all the new gameplay of Sean Yu's boss fight to the infamous Hydra fight all in Japanese. Then came the Japanese opening, the music. Seeing the beautiful recap within it on one and Chain of Memories, because at this point, we this was shortly after the launch of Cage 2 in Japan, and we wouldn't be getting it for a few months after. It was the start of a new saga characters all changed so much from their first entry and this opening showed it it showed how much they all went through all to be back home on the beach holding hands in the sunset just as it showed in the end 
Plus, we don't really get to see too much fighting in the cutscenes, and this was the first time seeing Storm Riku throwing hands to the Heartless, Ansa, Marluxia, etc. in the beautiful opening cinematic form, I mean. In closing, <gasps> it's lit. <laughs> to summarize, in conclusion, it's lit. Shugs says, KH1 will always be the OG, but KH3's opening puts a smile on my face every time. Face My Fears is a bop, and the cinematic is so interesting to watch. Not to mention it gives you splashes of story from the previous games that hits you with nostalgia in all the right places. Oh, yeah. Love it. Billy the Kid Lawrence says, KH3, simply because of the wave of emotions I was feeling when I played it for the first time after popping in my disc. I don't care what anyone says. Face My Fears is a gem of a song and will forever encapsulate the end of an era of waiting, the end of 13 long years without KH3. I'm getting emotional just thinking about that first breath. Or Oh, sorry. He's singing the song. I don't want to sing it. She says, breath, should I take a deep? I was crying in my room in awe that it was finally <laughs> here, that things I envisioned while daydreaming in geography class 10 years prior, like a Toy Story world, were finally happening. And I get chills when I hear that opening line every time because it feels like I'm there again, reliving all my memories. Also, it's a fucking banger. Cue the Skrillex beat drop. Hope you guys continue to face your fears and go long into the future together, whatever challenges you may face. Blue heart. Thank you, Billy the Kid. Thank you. Y'all went hard on this question of the week. Hell yeah. I will say, Hell I posted yeah. this question of the week, and there were like 10 answers within like 10 minutes, because y'all were just like, where, where that question of the week I at? Y'all got it. any more of that question of the week? I made it. All right, we take two weeks off, and this is what happens. Brundocks, kind of omniscient, says, mm. it's a tough question. As far as music goes, 0.2's Ray of Hope remix slaps. KH3 has my favorite individual good. scene with the duel between Axel and Roxas in the rain. Mm -hmm. My favorite music FMV sequence is the whole series is the ending of KH1. Fantastic visuals, the way simple and clean bursts in a Soren Kyrie's hand separate. Chef's kiss. But it's not an opening, it's so it's ineligible for this question. True, Broondocks. Thanks True. for wasting our time. I'm True. So that being said... No one cared about anything that was said there. <laughs> I have to give it to DDD. I can't tell you how many times in the years leading up to KH3 I would watch that over and over again. Back before we even had much info on the plot, I would watch and rewatch the final shot with all of them jumping up trying to puzzle how exactly all of them were going to make it out of the battlefield for Cage 3. Roxas coming out of that book is so hype. On top of that, the orchestrating music is so powerful it evokes sort of a magical high-budget Disney quality that really does something special. The Mickey silhouette on the bottom DS screen was also a very cool touch. Ooh. I forgot that would be on the bottom screen in, yeah. the, in the original version where yeah. on the version i played it's just there i can't wait for someone to just be like really quirky and say recoded or some shit dude like i don't know if that happens to be like yes this is this is seriously my favorite opening out of all of them like we're supposed to believe that all right, so uh, <laughs> DP Grant says, although I couldn't academically defend it over the other titles in the series like the commenters before me have described, I have found myself watching the BBS intro the mm, most as the years have passed. That's a good one. I prefer Simple and Clean Over Sanctuary. That bridge part with the My Heart's a Battleground is crusty AF. Okay, DP Grant. That's the fucking best part of the song. <laughs> How dare you? That is not crusty. If it's crusty, it's meant to be. Just a bit of crust. I think showing the ending fights and outcome of the game was an interesting choice, like letting you know this would be a bummer game. I also think Vanitas recreating the Riku hand gesture moment from KH1 is cool. Yeah. Although in retrospect, I'm disappointed that Riku and Vanitas never really interacted together. Also, Terra seems to be mm. running through Castle Oblivion at one point, 
but I may be wrong about that. In conclusion, Aqua looks ugly in the 0.2 opening. <laughs> Just fucking trolled us. Damn. At the end. I think all three of them are running through Castle Oblivion at one point, which yeah. is just kind of like a red herring yeah, that they put true. in the opening movie. That's true. Um, SB Cat says, KH2, purely because it's the only opening song that gives me literal chills. I played KH2 when I was in fifth grade, and hearing Sanctuary brings me right back. I remember being told that Sora could use two Keyblades at once, and was so excited to get home and play it. I believe it cost me $53.87 from Walmart, and I kept the receipt in my case to remind me of that. Not that it's relevant. Anyway, <laughs> I have so much nostalgia for the opening, and I still watch it now and get goosebumps all over. Plus, the breakdown is Chef's Kiss. Oh yeah, there's someone that's got it right. Oh great. yeah, look at your look at your boy Aspie Cat. <laughs> all right. HFT Space Junk says original Cage One. Something about hearing that remixed opening is simple and clean, and then hearing the original at the end left a very lasting impression on me. Mm. The new openings are great, but nothing can beat the feeling of the hair raising off your arms and neck hearing that. On top of the music, the graphics has done a pretty damn good job holding up over the almost 20 years. True. Yeah. Wildcat Diana says, Gotta say KH3, but the instrumental from Don't Think Twice that we get when the game is setting up. Whoever put that together picked the moments perfectly with the music. All the points that showcase characters and moments showed perfectly that this was a journey, and it gives that feeling of, we all gonna start a new chapter together. Get ready. Yeah. I do like that. I actually really do like that um, when you turn on the game that plays. Mm, yeah. That's really good. Sour Cream Sean says, In terms of the most hype intro for me, it's still DDD. Just the way the song comes to a head as Mickey brings out all the other characters and they pose for the grand finale. But my favorite favorite is probably what Diana said, the Don't Think Twice instrumental opening. Seeing that play for the first time at midnight, the night Cage 3 came out had me in tears. Definitely the perfect way to start the final entry in the Xehanort saga. Wow, I didn't expect anybody to pick that one, but I, it is good. It is, it is, it is. Schwarles Barkley says, I think for me it would either be KH2 or KH3. I can always remember watching the KH2 opening scene for the first time. Also KH3 because I wait so dang long for that game and I was just so happy to finally play. That I could remember opening the game, setting down my controller, and just trying to take in all the details of it. My eyes might have gotten sweaty with respect. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. Mr. Trumpeter 711 says... Personally, KH3 opening is my favorite. Face My Fears is an absolute bop. Cinematic looks amazing, and KH3 was the first game I played since KH1 that I hadn't watched the game on YouTube beforehand, so Ooh. it holds a special place in my heart. Hmm. Some deep trumpeter lore. Deep Matt lore. DJ Korn says, My favorite opening is KH2. The opening of KH2 had me on the edge of my seat. It was the first time I experienced a fix for more of the series with a developed emotional connection to the characters in the game. I play the games relatively in chronological release order outside of COM, and although the other openings are awesome, the opening of KH2 struck an emotional chord that has not been imitated over the years due to its nostalgia. Mm. As time went on and technology progressed, we were also able to stay on top of new releases and view teasers, etc. with ease, which was very different from the 2006 era. The KH2 cinematics are incredible and piqued so much curiosity, and to top it off, Sanctuary is an absolute banger! No cage title or opening has done me for me emotionally what cage two has. Good answer. OJ Orpheus Joshua says my favorite zero point two. Visually, it does a fantastic job of showing Aqua's mental state and lead into her into the realm of darkness. She's also very hot, maybe even orgasmic if you're super into her. <laughs> As for the song itself, <laughs> I feel like every KH opening song minus face. I like every KH opening song minus face my fears, 
so I don't have anything too special to say about it. Nice different <laughs> take on Simple Clean. I see it as a more chaotic take on the track due to this chrono chronologically and timeline tying directly into KH1. Oh, that's interesting. Because it's right before or during KH1, so the fact that yeah. it is a different version of Simple and Clean, I like that. That's five head, five head. Five head. <laughs> Fucking OJ. Only, only OJ could call Aqua orgasmic in, what, in the same answer as being like... I like that. Like making this. Making a five head connection yes. at the same time and being yes. like, she's orgasmic. <laughs> uh, Sweet says. Big hands. Long time listener, first time writer. KH2 intro gives me the most hype. because Mostly because it reminds me of the excitement pre release of the game. It also has a lot of action in sums KH1 and Com up very well, but still has this mystery boy Roxas in it. Other intros that do this have so many previous games to recap in short time and no mystery that increases the hype. The intro unfortunately made me play Com on Game Boy Emulator before playing KH2, so the memory of that 20-hour period of card throwing lingers in the nostalgia of KH2. <laughs> oh, my man Frank here, writing a big, tasty answer to the question Ooh. of the week. First ever response for the question of the week, don't at me. So for some <laughs> background, I did not get into KH until around 2012-2013. DJ Korn convinced me to play through KH1 and KH2 with her, since she was already an addict at this point. And I didn't even know much about the games other than there were some Final Fantasy, my favorite series, and Disney crossover. So we played through the games on my PS2, and I'm asking a million questions. I love KH. Story was engaging. Characters were cool. KH2 completely opens up the universe, makes the plot ten times more complicated and hard to follow, but we grind through and beat the game. I love it. I'm a fan. But other games and priorities came up, and we never explore any other KH games for some time. Flash forward to the announcement of KH3 release date. Corn is ecstatic. We buy 1.5 and 2.5 so she can play through the games as well as the other games she, she we may have missed. I don't directly participate, but she fills me in on all the details. She's YouTubing all the theories and rewatches the cutscene compilation time and time again. We even go to Comic-Con in New York City and she plays the KH3 demo live. Oh, shit. KH3 releases, we boot it up. The opening starts, she starts crying out of pure happiness. I tear up because of how happy she is. This is literally everything. So much anticipation. So much time spent building up to this moment. Face My Fears is an absolute banger. The weaving of of the chessboard is chef's kiss. It's just beautiful, but I'll forever be emotionally tied to that opening. That moment I got goosebumps just writing this. Wow. Frank, that, thank that, you. That, that was, was a, a beautiful picture. Beautiful picture you painted there, dude. <laughs> Jip said... Thank you. Jip says, a lot of people already wrote novels, so KH3, which I replied, the shade. <laughs> and then... Immediately after Frank. And then everybody... Literally Don't bullied everybody bullied Jip into writing a longer answer, basically. Uh Sean, Alex, Frank, Diana, OJ, Sean again, Miss Weinrib, Zombie Man. Alex and Sean again. Alex posted a Tyler One gift slamming his desk. And then Jip said, Since I'm being bullied into elaborating, here we go. My favorite opening cinematic is Cage 3. Cage 2 and DDD are very close second. I just love the idea of the entire series being compared to a game of chess. Xehanort has been playing for over like 70 years. I think it's so much more creative than just a summary of the games that came before like KH2. Also, Face My Fears is a certified banger that I listen to at least 80 times. The beat drop where Riku turns into Ansem literally gives me chills just thinking about it. Also, fuck you guys. <laughs> I love Jip so much. And we bully put him. a bunch of pogs in there. <laughs> a bunch of pog gifts and stuff after he did it. And then finally, the last answer of the question of the week this week from Wrath of Rebellion on Twitch, and it says, all of them. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, who answered the yes. question of the week. Appreciate you guys. What should the question of the week be for next week, Jason? Um, it should be, what is the worst one, and why is it recoded? 
Thank you. I just recorded even have a. I don't know. I legitimately don't know. <laughs> I feel like a, a good question would be, what's a part of a KH game that you always forget is in the game? And then you get to that point and you're like, oh, shit, this is about to be lit. Okay. Uh, like, hold on, hold on. Let me... Oh, shit. This uh, everyone is about to be knew. lit. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to have the definitive. Oh, no. Jason interview. <laughs> I'm, getting <a> little... <laughs> I'm getting a little mad right now as we speak. We'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to the Answer Report podcast. I have a special guest with me today. He's special, but he's also not special at the same time because he's here every week. Jason. My guest. Hello, Jason. Welcome. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I didn't mean like you were special. Like He said I was special, and I was like, oh, I'm special. And then he said I'm not special, and I was like, fuck, I'm not yeah, special. Anyway. Let's get on with the questions asked by you guys. I crumbled. Orpheus Joshua <laughs> wants to know, how big of a trog are you? Oh, Lord. Do I want to let everybody know how big of a trog I am, dude? I mean, he asked. Corn Corn told me that she appreciated my honest and and open answers <laughs> when i was interviewed so okay how can i describe how big of a trog i am um uh, well for one i play league of legends oh that you don't have to that's say just, anything that's else. just like ultimate you don't trog. have to say anything else dude. that's just like ultimate trog uh i played cage two level one that's very trog that's trog um you know what I saw the other day that you just made me think of? I was, I think I was watching Sarah Key. She was doing a randomizer mm-hmm. late at night. And someone said, well, I'm trying real hard to beat Roxas on 2.5 times speed, LOL. Okay, so some, no, I'm not that strong. Someone used an emulator to like speed up Roxas, speed up KH2 to fight him at 2.5 times speed. You're not that big of a truck. <laughs> I'm not that big of a truck. But you're a truck. I'm definitely a truck. So somewhere below that, but higher than everything else. Yeah, pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Billy the Kid Lawrence says, what are five positive things about Dream Drop Distance Joshua? No bringing up the negatives. <laughs> Literally impossible. <laughs> literally impossible you can't even say one not a single thing all right not uh, not his dumb outfit not his stupid hair not his stupid fucking voice not the fact that he thinks he's smarter than everybody that he ever comes in contact to ever all right moving and on. his dog shit smell he smells like shit moving on alex says how does it feel to be the co-host of the longest running kingdom hearts podcast Dude, it feels fucking great, dude. That's it. It just feels fucking great. <laughs> that's the answer. That's the that's, that's the answer. The tea. Yeah, just fucking great. Good, dude. I feel great too, dude. Sometimes it's just that simple. Yeah. 
Agreed. Ribs, Miss Wine Ribs says, how can you have shitty eyesight but be juiced at playing mom? Um, to my soul. To my soul. Like, the rhythm, the beat. It's in my soul, dude. All the songs. Like, for example, I was watching Whale, and she was trying to get full full chains for the trophy. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, play play Vectors to the Heavens, because I... I full chain that. And I was like, that, that, that one's easy, bro. And I think about how she hadn't like, she hadn't played three, five, eight or anything like right, that. She doesn't like, have the connection to three, right, five, eight. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, she was like, what the fuck? Like this song is hard. And I was like, Oh, like the fact that like, it, it, it's one of those things I think about because when you play, for example, rock band and you're playing a song, you don't know, you're way more likely to mess up. Like right. you're essentially sight reading it. Right. And so, and that I song has that. tricky moments that you know are coming if you've listened to the song. Right, exactly, exactly. So that's something that's like weird. We're like that didn't really happen very often. It was like the two recoded songs, and like that was pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, you knew everything else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jip two fourteen says, "Are you built normal?" Absolutely not. The exact opposite. Assembled alternatively, even yes. Uh, Kyrie's bro asks, what's your dream job, Jason? My dream job? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Just making people laugh. I don't know. Playing you games. You had, so is your dream job like, essentially being partnered on Twitch? Yeah, that would be dope. Okay. Like currently that, that would be, that would make my heart happy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good answer. <laughs> Bears for the win says, why do you not see Recoded as the objectively best Kingdom Hearts game? It's a game that features heavily Jiminy Cricket. Fair. Need I say more? Not if that's your answer. That that's all. Okay. It does it feature Jiminy Cricket? Like yes, dog shit game. Does it heavily feature Jiminy Cricket? No, best game. Good deal. DJ Corn says, do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? That's like really weird because both. I don't know. Like, I'm definitely an extrovert, but I have like a very small social battery, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no. I think you and I are very similar, actually. Like, I, I love I love talking to people, meeting people. I, I'm a very loud person. But then I just like it would just happen all the time, especially in high school, because you're either at school, at work, hanging out with friends like you're you're always yep. somewhere. Right. And I would just be like, I do not want to be here. Yeah, I do not want to be here. Well, and I think just randomly like it just hit me like a wall. Something I've realized, and I don't know if this applies to you, but like my social battery also depends on how comfortable I am with the situation. Like I'm pretty yeah. comfortable at work for the most time, like interacting with like employees and stuff like that. Mm. So that doesn't really drain me. But if I'm dealing with a bunch of like shitty people, oh, or yeah. if I'm like at a party and I don't know anybody, yeah. my social battery drains much faster. Yeah. I, I, I could agree with that. Yeah. I could agree with that. Uh, Corn's bonus question. Will you let me start an OnlyFans with your feet picks? Please. I need a job. <laughs> well, we'll find you a job, Corn, but not that. Yeah. <laughs> Wildcat Diana asks, how is your sleep schedule XD? Okay, well, let me lay out my last three days. <laughs> yeah, let, let them have it. Let them know. 
<laughs> okay, so Saturday night. Okay, it goes even back farther. Friday night. <laughs> I could not fucking sleep. Like, so Friday going into Saturday, right? I couldn't sleep. I probably laid down for like, like I got into bed at like four in the morning and I'm like, yo, I can't fucking sleep. I probably laid in bed until eight in the morning before I fell asleep. And then, so of course I don't just wake up in like a couple hours to wake up at a normal time. Mm. No, 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 no. I wake up at four fucking PM. Right. Because I had the day off and I went and hung out with my dad and then I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Okay, 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 okay. Then I was up, and then I can't even fucking remember. It's over. It's over. Jason can't even remember over. his own damn sleep schedule. Yeah. Uh, SP Cat asks, <laughs> this is like actually a Kingdom Hearts question. Do you think that Kingdom Hearts will ever shift from a Sora and gang-focused lead? Do you think eventually they will hand off the reins to the next Keyblade wielders, or will the series eventually end with our Destiny trio? Like, will they do the Gears of War thing where it's just brand new characters? I don't know. Because there's so much that goes into that, right? It's mm-hmm. like, for example, like, if Haley Joel was like, yo, I don't want to do this shit anymore, he could just say that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he has, like, contracts th- and stuff that he I think they games. would recast him. Right, right, yeah. yeah. They, they they definitely could. Like, that, that that's just, like, a major... Like, or, like, for example, like, a major like Japanese VA or something like that. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like that could literally like throw a wrench into, into just how the games are made, you know? And so they've obviously they've made spinoff games and everything, but they never made like a sequel to a, a spinoff game. Right. So I can't really see there ever being everything ties a, into everything. Right. I can't really see there being a point where it's not focused around Sora. I agree. Although I, I would, I would love to see sequels to the spinoffs. Yeah. BBS. Too, I, I wouldn't be at. opposed to opposed to that. But at the same time, I know in my heart of hearts that if there's like, if they were like, yo, here's BBS two, then here's like a, a 768 yeah. over four days. <laughs> yeah. And then like, like if there's all these after a couple of games, I'm like, I just want my boy Sora back. Right, right. Like my heart would ache, dude. I'd be like, yeah. where the fuck is Sora, man? What the fuck? I, I see it. He's looking dead. If they did do kind of like a Star Wars thing, not to bring up Star Wars, but it's like banned. for example, like Luke Skywalker is not the focus of the three new Star Wars movies. Right? Okay, He's yeah, in yeah, them. yeah. But if they did a thing where it's like, okay, this is a this is a new story, only slight like Sora's a old man, you know, whatever. Like, I could see them doing that. I don't know. I don't think that they could ever do a game where it's like Sora is there. If Sora's there, I think he's the center. But my but my point I was going to make is that everybody still wants Luke Skywalker no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they just... Where's you Luke? can't you can't have it where it's like, oh, here's a Days trio, and then they go run into, like, Sora or whatever. Like how Sora will go see other people, right? Mm-hmm. And then he'll leave. I don't think that they're going to have where it's like, oh... We're gonna go see Sora on Destiny yeah, Island or whatever. Sure. Like I, that just, I don't see that. That's weird. All right, next question. Tyler Tytherims asks, "How many hours have you logged in Destiny?" Um, I think I'm around six hundred hours. Six hundred hours Re- in the past month, probably like five. Yeah, it hasn't played a lot recently. It's kind of dog shit right now. 
Boomer for KH asks, will you show me your feet? Absolutely not. Okay, good answer. Zombie Man 42 asks, will you ever play The World Ends With You if Joshua wasn't in it? If he was not in it? Possibly. He's in it? So they're absolutely not. Phil Games has a follow-up. Okay. Would you play The World Ends With You if I told you that all the characters hate Joshua as much as you do, and he's not even in a significant portion of the game? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> absolutely not. Because that not. is the case. Absolutely not. Um, I hate Joshua so much. HFD Space Junk says, what's your favorite Coheed album? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Fuck, that is a good question. Hmm. Hmm, 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 hmm. R- okay, okay. As of recently, I've been listening to Ascension a lot. Okay. After Man Ascension? Yeah. And then there's follow-up. If you had to make a Keyblade for each album, what would they oh, look shit. like and what would their names be? <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Uh... <laughs> What the fuck? It's so funny that that's you so, got this question. That's so hard. Because you like the music, but not yeah. as much as I oh, do. Oh, yeah. You, you, you would have really easy answers to this. I don't know. I think. Okay. I, I want I want a Keyblade where it's like, like, like second stage, like, instead of like, where it's like, I don't know. It'd be weird to have like Keyblade in the yeah. name, right? Yeah. But I think that would be cool. I I'd want to name it uh if it was from the first album I'd name it Here Shot Kid Disaster and it'd have like the fucking dragonfly on the <laughs> Okay, adult. yeah. Then, uh Dude, the dragonfly would be tight. Yep. And then um I want one I, the, for the second album for keeping secrets <laughs> there would be uh I'm just hijacking yeah. the question. I don't remember what his gun's named, but Al the Killer has a name for his gun. Oh, okay, yeah. And it'd be based off that. Mm. Dude, Al the Killer is a banger Al, song. Al the Killer is a banger song. For uh, the 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 third album, the one with Welcome Home on it, mm. it had to be based off 10 speed, right? Yeah, probably. It had to be like, dude, a bicycle keyblade. Okay, I got a really good que- a really good answer to this question, okay. right? It's an axle keyblade, uh-huh. and his handle is the fucking keywork. Oh, that's like he puts cool. his fingers through the keywork, like it's like the big sh- like chakram cool. type thing. I like it. That would be tight like as it. fuck. All right, we're not gonna answer that for every album <laughs> because uh. Even though No World for Tomorrow has some possibilities. Mm. Anyway, uh, Mr. Trumpeter. I think No World for Tomorrow is just the name of the Keyblade. That's the name of the Keyblade. That probably is a name of a Keyblade in like BBS or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Mr. Trumpeter 711 says, what would I have to do to acquire pictures of your feet? <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> Orpheus Joshua says, do you or Mike have a Tetis foot fetish? No. I'm weird champion at that question. Yeah. I don't even understand. I don't I understand that. I, I don't. Uh, Broodnox says, what is your favorite Twitch emote that isn't one of your own? My favorite Twitch emote that isn't one of my own. Yeah. Hmm. I use the fuck out of the Tyler Pog. Tyler Pog's good. And my favorite thing to do is to flip it horizontally so he's looking the other way and just put it where it's like looking back and forth. Yes. <laughs> Just griefing different streamers. It's the best. Yes. It's very good. Uh, Broodnox also asks, what is the worst food you've ever eaten? The worst food I ever ate. Um, What's... I can't remember what it's called. What's the name of that? Like, It's like a hot sauce that 
is like very popular. Uh, Sriracha? No. Frank's Red Hot? No. <laughs> okay. I can't think of what it is. I don't, it was like, okay, okay. So one of my friends, he like in, I still remember the taste of it because it was so fucking bad. This was in middle school. One of my friends, he went on a vacation somewhere. And I think it I think it was like maybe like Mexico or something, right? Okay. And he came back with this chocolate that had some type of hot sauce or whatever. Oh, in was it. it like ghost pepper chocolate? No, no, no. Oh. It was like a sauce. Mm. But like it was so absolutely god awful bad. Like I remember it was like a circle, right? Mm-hmm. And the pieces were cut like a pizza. Like they're little mm. triangles, right? And we all had a piece. And all of us were, he hadn't tried it yet, right? Because he was like, I wanted all of us to have a piece and we all try it, right? And it could have been this moment where it was like this cool, like seesaw ice cream ass. We're all having a little piece of the chocolate, right? No. And it was absolutely god awful terrible. We almost fucking vomited, dude. It was so fucking bad. I was like, who the fuck decided to make this? This is terrible. I'll never understand spicy chocolate. It doesn't make sense. No. Uh, Last question from Brundocks. It says, you talk about being up at Trog Hours, but what is Mm. the longest you've ever stayed awake? Oh, multiple, multiple days. Uh, I mean, in the last year, I stayed up like a lot of days in a row. But like... Well, what's your record? Uh... Probably like three nights without sleeping. Three nights. Wow. I mean, I had it where because of some like weird health issues, I was up for like multiple days in a row. But you would like sleep when you could. When It, it was like kind day. of sleeping. Yeah. Just more like resting. But right. like in high school, there was like days during the summer where I'd just be up for like fucking three days. Just trogging it up with my friends. Next question. Alks says... Have you ever thought of streaming by yourself, or do you prefer to always stream with Mike? I have streamed by myself. Yeah, get fucked, Alex. Yeah, I have streamed by myself a couple times. Um, the reason why I have it more recently is because I wanted to change the setup a little bit, and I've just kind of been lazy with it. Um, and also, like, my room is, like, divided by, like, this wooden wall, and I feel like I can't use half of it because there's some, like, damage in the ceiling yeah it needs to get redone some home improvement stuff yeah so there's some water damage so like half my room is like very cluttered right now but i want to find out a way to where i can stream with webcam but in my room but anyway i'm gonna i i will stream solo more often probably soon yeah especially once i start to go back to work more there'll be nights where i just won't be able to or wouldn't be able to till late Right. And so he, you know, I know you really wanted to stream 14, Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, yeah. And you and Tyler were doing that Soul Link and then Tatsu kind of like took your spot, dude. I mean, but did he though? (laughs) (laughs) Love you, Tatsu. But did he though? Wildcat Diana asks, did you ever think you would be worldwide famous when you started the podcast? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, there's just something cool, like, we would have done regardless talking about. Obviously not to the extent that we have, but there would have been a lot of talks about like what we thought was going on with Kingdom Hearts and stuff. Right. And so it was just cool to share it not with other people. Not that we're worldwide famous now. No, just to like know other people from around the world. Yeah. That they listen to our shit. Right. And like Diana. Our, yeah. And our friends. 
Zombie Man asks, what are some of your most anticipated games of 2021? Um, I'm really excited for, uh, there's this, like, beta version of, uh, this RTS that's old as fuck. That's, uh, Battle for Mid- Battle for Middle Earth. Okay. Two. And there's this reforge that's been being done. And they estimate that there's going to be like a, a playable version this year. Nice. So I'm really hyped for that. There's also going to be an alpha for uh, uh, this MMO that's going to be available for just like normal people. Uh, New World. I'm excited. It's made by Amazon. It seemed like it would be pretty good. Um, I don't really know what else is coming out in 2021. Yeah, they haven't announced a ton yet. Yeah. There's Persona 5 Scramble or Strikers or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called. That's yeah. going to be cool. Mass Effect Collection is going to be dope. Oh, yeah. That, that, I'm excited for that, too. Yeah, it's going to be dope. We're going we're gonna to stream the fuck out of that. hope y'all are ready. Also, I don't know. Uh, Riot Games announced that they're going to be doing an MMO. I don't know if that... I doubt that it would be this, be, that it would be this year. Yeah. But if it's a League of Legends MMO, you're in, right? Right, it's like that world, but it's an MMO. And, like, all their games that they've done have been really high quality, like, with Valorant and everything. Like, I mm-hmm. think they do a great job. Uh, speaking of high-quality games, Sean's question, what is Destiny? <laughs> a terrible, terrible game right now, dude. Terrible game. Zombie Man asks, how does one become built different asking for a friend? Some are just, like, born that way, you know? Like born, they are built, built that way. Yeah, just like born in a in a way that is like alternative, right? So, eh, some people could possibly become different, but to be built different, even if you become different, it's not the same as being not, built different. No. Yeah. Sorry, zombie man, your friend's out of luck. Uh, Wildcat <laughs> Diana says, if the world ends with you, ends up being canon of the franchise of Kingdom Hearts, what are you going to do to cope asking for tips? Okay. If if that happens, which it won't, if that happens, I will just have to get really, really drunk <laughs> to play through the Joshua part. And just shit talk it the whole time, possibly ruining ruining the experience for not only myself but others, including Mike. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then still probably hate the game. Yep. Just off of pure principle. Yeah, he might he actually like it, but he'll never tell. I will hate the game. He might actually like it. He just won't tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> Gyptu fourteen says, "I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but can you explain your relationship?" Like, I've heard Mike say you have different moms, so are you half-brothers? Yes. Yes, we are half-brothers. <laughs> we're half-brothers. We have the same father. And uh, we're 11 mothers. years apart. And we're 11 years apart. Um, I don't know how it's to, ex- yeah, to explain it, Jip. Like, because we're, like, that far apart, like, I don't know, we talked about it on the last episode a little bit, like, we never yeah. really fought at all. Yeah, you just always show me a lot of cool shit, mm-hmm. like Kingdom Hearts. Follow up question: yeah. Has the darkness taken you, step bro? Absolutely not. No, and we're not step brothers; we're half brothers. Thank you, um, <laughs> Alks. What is your dream Kingdom Hearts game? Ooh, 
Well, if they just took Kingdom Hearts 2 and they updated the graphics. <laughs> no, uh, literally, take KH3 and then the boss battles add goddamn reaction commands and dry forms. Or just like a new game that's like BBS. I really like BBS. And how like you build these abilities and like you just you have them in you your deck and them. yeah, you meld them. I I really like that. Yeah. Like, like the grinding aspect of it. Um when I played through BBS on crit, it was really fun cuz it's like you very much feel when you get a really good ability because it matters that much more. Mm-hmm. And so it just it's a very fulfilling like gameplay loop. And going through and like grinding the different finishers is really fucking cool. That's true. I wish that would kind of come back in a way cuz like BBS kind of isn't a big enough game for it all. Right. Well, in like KH2 like yeah, there's like the different finishers, but like especially when you're playing through it even the first couple times, you don't even understand as to why like your your combos are like the finishers are changing. It's like based right. on how many hits or whatever right. or what ability that you have equipped or whatever. Like as a kid, I had no fucking idea as to why oh, sometimes I do explosion and sometimes I don't. You know, right. like it's not as obvious and not to say that like it isn't confusing a little bit at first. And I wish they showed you exactly how you leveled them up because you kind of have to like go out of your way to like find out, okay, how right. do I unlock this one? So I, I don't think it's a perfect system, but I think it's really cool. And if they brought it back in a new BBS style game, sign me up, dude. Right. I'm, I'm grinding that shit. I'm in. I'm grinding that shit. Tatsu asks, what aspects are most important to you when figuring out if you consider a game to be good or not? Um... Well, it depends on, like, what kind of game. Because, like, for example, I really like the new Call of Duty. I don't give a shit about the story. Some people really care about COD stories. To me, I don't think I'll like one more than, like, like World at War or, like, or like Modern Warfare 2. So, like, at that point, it's like, I don't really care anymore. I mainly just play it for, like, the multiplayer right. or the zombies, if that, or, the, like, the spec ops or whatever is in that game, right? Mm-hmm. But... I think partially it's whether or not if I'm putting time into it, if that feels good or not. Right. Like if you don't feel like your time's wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is, is really important. And that's one of the main reasons why I don't fucking play destiny anymore. Really? Unless my friends need my help or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'll help them out. You know, I'll be homie and, and help them out. Even though I'm not giving the homie super, stock. super. Yeah. Not, not super enjoying the game. Right. But, like, games where they have, like, a certain level of depth where if you learn these certain systems, you can become a lot better at the game. I like stuff like that. Okay. Also, Tatsu asks, what tends to be your favorite genre of game? Hmm. I don't know. I, I do like all different types of games. Um, I played a ton of shooters, and part of that is just because of, like, Playing video games in high school, I feel like like everyone. Well, just and that's like the most stuff. popular type of multiplayer game. Yeah, play with friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, I really like looter shooters. Looter shooters are really good. Yeah, you do. You do tend to like looter. Like shooters. I love. I I've played. You like looter games in general. I'd say yeah. like you really like Diablo. Yeah, um, I love. I love Diablo. I've put like probably over a thousand hours into the Borderlands franchise. Right. 
I like Warframe, Destiny, all those types of games. Yeah. Not every single one. Like, I really did not like The Division. Fair. To me, it was like, hey, here's, like, big bullet spongy-ass bosses, which I had in Destiny, but without these cool-ass abilities. It was, like, very bare bones. Like, it, it I almost... had to put a skill point to be able to throw a flashbang? Are you kidding me? It's almost like it was chew-based in, like, realism combat-wise yeah. Yeah. to be interesting. Yeah. Like, like yeah, there was some cool, like, drone stuff or whatever. I really other than also that, liked MMOs. Like... That's probably also part of why I really liked Destiny, because it's, Which... like, looter-shooter... Plus MMO ish brings into our next question from Jip. Why do you play Destiny? That's that's kind of it. Like yeah. it's a shooter. I think that the Destiny actual gameplay, like the gunplay, is so good. Like that's something that that most people who have played the game are like, "Yo, it feels good to shoot shit in this game." Like it, there's just something about it that clicks, and getting loot feels really cool. What doesn't feel cool is when you just like continuously remove it from the game. Like the shit that you get becomes absolutely irrelevant to the point where the own devs take it out of the game. Yeah. Something you paid for is no longer in the game. Period. Yeah, that's weird. Very weird champ. Next question. Boomer for KH says, can I please see your feet? No, absolutely not. Is there not. a price? What must I do? You don't have enough. All right. Orpheus <laughs> Joshua asks, are you a gamer or a lamer? Absolute gamer. Absolute gamer. I agree. And then the final question from our from our lovely people in the Discord, <laughs> from Mr. Trumpeter Seven Eleven says, including the time before y'all started the ARP, what is your most favorite memory of the time that you and Mike have been making content together? Hmm. If you can't pick one, because you guys have been making content together for so long now, right. just list some of your favorites. Oh, um, I I really liked doing the charity stream. The charity stream was really fun. Um, just like even even just before we even were doing it, just trying to come up with stuff for yeah, it was really cool. It was a cool project for sure. Um, and Tara was hella clutch in that. Tara that, was. That would not have been nearly as good without Tara. People always bring up the banana video. That was really fun. That was like one of our like first ever like skits. That was super dope. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and we just we just shot it in our kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's like just very specific moments in a lot of let's plays like just different memes and stuff that we've come up with over the years like I hope we bring it back when a Mass Effect comes out but Big Dan Big oh, Dan was shit. the man Big Dan <laughs> Big Dan was like an Andromeda thing though, yeah yeah for some reason yeah Big Dan because well, you could create you could change the face a lot that's right that's right and we just made him as despicable looking as possible. Big Dan's motor mart. Yeah. <laughs> Big, I mean, Big Dan's based off a person we knew. Yeah. <laughs> named Dan, who was like this. But then also combined with just like a car salesman for yeah. some reason. Like I a could... cheap ass car salesman. Yeah. Uh, there was this guy that we worked with. His name was Dan, and he was a large boy. He's a big boy. Big and he Dan. had, he, he's from Michigan. Yeah. But he just had this accent like this. this is and he drove one of the trucks that had the it had the marker on the front. So if you're mudding, yeah. you could see where or his in the truck dunes. was. Or if you're in the dunes. And he was just such a hick. 
and it just always made me laugh. Yeah. And so I just like, come bro, you live like ten minutes away from yeah. downtown, bro. Right. I'd just come home and do this voice, and then we'd like be less <laughs> playing. I'm like, Big Dan's here. Look out for Big Dan. Um, yeah, Big Dan. That's a good. That's a good meme. I forgot. Yeah. About <laughs> I feel like because we didn't have as big of an audience back when we were doing that stuff. Yeah. I feel like there are some fucking. People always bring up like the the really like degenerate shit. Yeah, but there's some funny fucking shit. There that is, said, dude. There Not is. to toot our own horns. There is. Uh, any any other ones before we move on to the Zaynort hot seat? There's so many, dude. Like yeah. I I don't know. It's it's like even even just like more recently with like literally just yesterday, <laughs> like the cat in the hat, absolute <laughs> just degeneracy. It's just so good. There's just so much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jason. It's time for the Master Zaynor Real Organization oh, 13 shit. Questions Hot Seat. Oh, shit. Are you ready? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite yeah. Kingdom Hearts game. Go. Two. Favorite non Kingdom Hearts game. Mm, I'm going to say the Dynasty Warriors franchise. Wow. Okay. Favorite Kingdom Hearts character. Mm, Sora. Okay. Best Kingdom Hearts waifu. Mm, she own who favorite <laughs> disney movie let me let google favorite, it real quick favorite disney movie uh what disney movies are there <laughs> let me let me google it real quick um i'm trying to think of what i probably watch most maybe lion king okay yeah probably lion king That's favorite really keyblade favorite keyblade uh i really like bonna flame good one favorite kingdom Hearts song Mm. Hikari. Nice. What world would you like to see next in Kingdom Hearts? Mm. Peter Pan. I just haven't had enough Peter Pan, Shut man. The fuck <laughs> up. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, next, uh, best, <laughs> best Zaynort. Uh, best Zaynort is obviously Ansem. Best melody memory song. Mm, no more bugs. No more bugs. Question of the week. Favorite favorite uh opening movie. Um That's why a, I didn't have you answer it earlier. It's a tie between uh KH two because of the and and KH three because fucking just Ansem's fucking massive pauldrons that he has on. Yeah, dude. In the fucking He's looking fucking <laughs> huge. He's looking ripped. Yeah. And honestly that like KH two fills me with a lot of nostalgia and like you know, you feel like you're home when you're when you're watching it, right? Same thing with KH1 as well, right? KH3 is just objectively better. But KH3 gives me goosebumps, dude. Right. K- it's got KH1 the goosebumps are factor. Good. They're good and they have nostalgia. But yes. KH3 is just objectively better. It's just so good. It's just an objectively better opening <laughs> movie. Like, there's no... Just like, shit on everybody I'm else. I'm sorry, everybody else who said anything different. It's objectively better. Although, the, the 358 one is very interesting. I do like I do like the organization members, yeah. And he gets Luxord, the trickster. Time assassin. The gambler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what does being a member of the online Kingdom Hearts community mean to you? I mean, like, it's very cool. It's very cool. It's very cool, Taiwan. Thank, Thank you. you. No, uh, it's really cool. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a... Uh, like a disassociation type thing. But like, I don't know. I feel like I have a lot of friends that like are in the kingdom hearts community uh-huh. and I absolutely love all the games and everything, 
but it's like weird to like be like i'm in the kingdom hearts community you know what i mean mm, this is a little weird champ dude no no but like i don't know it's just like it's a little cat i don't champ. It, it like the kingdom hearts community like it's like to me is like this like big thing right uh-huh and to be like that's me i'm not saying it's, it's like you, weird. you're a part of it no i know but that's just like that's just like still like do you get what i'm saying it's like it's not to say that like I'm not a part of it, but like it just feels weird to be like as if it has like any weight, if that makes sense. You you think you're not important. Yes. You're very important. Thank you. You're a shining beacon of the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> community. Don't let anybody ever it's fucking like, tell you. I got different. this. I you got this fucking piece of shit. You're a fucking beacon. <laughs> Just I just feel like I got my little corner, dude. Dude, we have our corner. I got my little We're corner. We're on the fringe and of society, remember? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm on the fringe of it, and, like, I absolutely love it, right? I love my little corner. Yes. And the people that are in that corner, they're in my fucking corner. You know what I mean? And it feels fucking good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope it continues that way, you know? Beautiful. Last question. What are your goals for the next year, 2021? My next goals. Goals. Yeah, goals. Squad goals. Yeah, goals. Hashtag goals. Tic-tac-toe arena goals. Yeah, tic-tac-toe arena goals. I don't know. Just continue to grow on Twitch. And uh, just keep making fun memories with my bro. Hell yeah. And, uh, and Tara. Hell yeah. And, uh, just like meet, meet more people. Hell yeah. And, uh, continue to just have people to, to laugh with all the time, whether it's on our stream or other people's streams. Hell yeah. I love just going to Tyler's stream and just sitting there laughing to myself. Like cackling. a little, literally, literally cackling. actually cackling to where Mike can hear me, uh, from across the house. Uh, while griefing Tyler, you know, yeah. like just shit like that, just feels good. Yes. All right, Jason, you did it. Wow, you made it out of the thirteen questions. Was I seat. was I mad? Was I mad? You were a little mad, <laughs> but that's okay. I I got weird champed by my own brother. Yeah, it was but... a little, it was a little weird champ. But anyway, <laughs> that was the definitive Jason interview, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for asking questions. We have one more interview to do in our interview series, believe it or not. <gasps> oh, no. And so next week, I'm going it's to gonna have It's going to make all of us seem meh. It's going to make everybody seem meh. But I have to ask that you guys in the Q&A channel ask questions that you want answered by host of the Coached by Tara podcast. Yeah. Tara, the love of my life, to answer. We will be interviewing Tara next week on the podcast. Hell yeah, brother. As a as the as the finale to our series of you guys getting to know us a little better. Yeah. So please ask questions and to Tara. If anyone asks about Tara's feet, I will ban you. Jason will ban you if you ask about Tara's feet. He shouldn't have said you that. You can you can harass me. I don't me. think anybody would have asked you that. You can harass me if you wouldn't have said it. Yeah, but little do they know they're actually getting banned yeah, if actually, they ask. Actually. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you will please look forward to episode 103 next week. Jason, thank you for joining me, as always. Thank you. 
you just nodded. I was like, is he going to say? No, I just, I just, I took it to heart, dude. I, I thought you were, I thought you were just going to nod and I was like, going to be like, all right, you, well. <laughs> no, like I just, I, I, I was, it was my genuine reaction, dude. Thank you everybody for listening and watching. We will, uh, before, before we go, come hit us up on twitch.tv slash super spaghetti bros. Yes. We're streaming all hi. the time. We're streaming persona five Royal. We're streaming other things. I'm speedrunning. Yes, Mike speedrunning cage three. Speedrunning cage three. We're it's currently fun. going towards one of our goals, getting platinums in all the cage games yep. and playing all the Final Fantasy games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, even even if you're listening to this way in the future, like way like ten years in the future, we're still doing we're it. Still doing we're still doing it. Twitch.tv so check us Twitter out. Universe. Come check us out. Uh, we will see you all next week. Jason, hit him with it. May your hearts be your guiding key thank you now fuck off <laughs> <laughs>